Golight presents Average Joe and the Pro. Go and it all kicks off right here. This is Average Joe and the Pro. And we're underway. Hello and welcome to Average Joe and the Pro. This is episode four. Hope you enjoyed uh, the last couple of episodes. We are back and with a good one as well. In a couple of minutes' time, you're going to hear from Mark Ludden, Slugger, the man with the nickname. He's been name-dropped on the podcast loads of times. But before we get into that, we have some huge news. We have to congratulate our co-host, Connor Barry, on recently signing for Wexford FC. Congratulations, Connor. Thanks a million. Yeah, A big day for you. It. Yeah, it was. was yeah. I didn't think you were going to play again, to be honest. <laughs> I thought you were dust. <laughs> you thought I was going to be taking up basketball. I was already looking for other pros to do the podcast oh, God. with. God. No, it, yeah, it would have defeated the whole purpose, yeah, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, <laughs> big time. So, it, uh, great stuff. I know in episode one we touched on contracts and everything. So, can you take me through the process of you signing for Wexford? Because I know the last time we spoke, it was you doing uh, training camp kind of thing, wasn't it? Yeah, so... Uh, every off-season, um, majority of League of Ireland players are out of contract. Um and what happens is the PFEI put on a, a training camp in Dublin and uh, I went up, done a few training sessions uh, with the training camp and then all of a sudden a, a number rang me one day and it was Ian Ryan, the, the Wexford manager. And uh, yeah, we spoke um, and it kind of happened really quickly then. Um, like it was like I liked what he heard or, or what I heard Um and it was something that I was kind of drawn into, especially after seeing them play last year. They're uh, quite an attacking side and um, played football the right way. Um, so me being an attacker, I kind of seen it as a, as a no-brainer, really. And so you're looking forward to... Have you, have you done your first training session with the lads? Yeah, pre-season started. So um, pre-season started, the lads are great. Um, yeah, no, it's great. It's, it, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, looking forward to the season starting, 18 to Feb. Actually, first game is against... Uh, Mark Ludden, our guest, Treaty United. So, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. Really can't wait. And uh, did any of the boys mention the podcast in your first training session? There was actually yeah. a couple of boys that mentioned the podcast. A couple of Wexford lads, yeah. Um, you have to name that, drop them now because uh, they're listening to this. Edo Friel, uh, right back, mentioned it. Uh, he would have played with Slings last year. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, so he listened to that, found it very, um, very enjoyable. Obviously, no one Slings. And then went on to listen to the other episodes after that. So, yeah, there was a couple of lads. It, it, you know, the feedback has been great so far, but... Um, yeah, like honestly, Mark coming on now, it was a brilliant, brilliant episode. So we're looking forward to, to getting into that now. And we actually ended up uh, picking a nickname for Connor. I know in the last episode we were we talking didn't. about nicknames. And we didn't. We think we have one. So Cut if there's any uh, Wexford FC players Cut listening in right now, now, we are huge Wexford fans for the year. And Connor Barry has a brand new nickname. <laughs> You'll hear it in a few minutes' time. But that's what you have to call him the next time you see him. No, and I want, I also, I want a free jersey. Because no. I've been promised a free jersey by Mark. And now I want free jerseys for I can everyone. get you a jersey. What? Yeah, 50 quid. <laughs> no, actually, you owe me 50 quid already. So instead, you know, thanks for bringing that up, Connor. Anyone who hasn't seen the video, Connor, on Instagram, at Average Joe and the Pro, of course, you have seen Connor uh, lose 50 quid to me. So instead of giving me the 50 quid, how about a jersey? I'll get you a jersey. Lovely. Absolutely love that. And I'll put that up on Instagram as well as my payment. Uh, so without further ado, what we're going to do is we're going to uh, jump to the chat with Mark. He's an absolute gent. The slug himself. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Here he is, slugger, Mark Loden, absolute gent. This is Average Joe and the Pro. So here he is. We'd like to introduce our fourth guest on the podcast. It is Mark Ludden. Loads of questions for you, Mark, on the way. But how are you getting on? Very good. Happy to be on. And uh, very excited to see what comes up on this podcast. So before we ask you the standard questions we ask every single person, you're a bit special because the reason you are on this podcast is probably because you've been name-dropped more than 
the man beside me here already. Um, I didn't know... The Frodo or CB now? <laughs> CB Baggins here beside me has decided... <laughs> CB to will do. ...to drop you on the podcast a few times because your your nickname Slugger, right? And loads of people have been getting on to us about this nickname Slugger. I, unfortunately, call you Slugsy or something. <laughs> Slugzer. Slugzer or something. Yeah, I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy with Sluggy last week. That was not... No, it's not one that's going to stick or hopefully no. not stick. So, yeah, it's a... It's a bad one. It's so a Con- bad nickname. Con- Connor kind of went over the, the yeah, nickname. Yeah, I, I went on what I was told. It has something got to do with your dad. I know that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, See, we actually got the story completely wrong, really. Oh. <laughs> dad, dad was involved. You know what? I'm not surprised, but we're going to let <laughs> yeah. you correct it. Yeah. So uh, where do I begin with this one? This started back in Fahey's Field in Murview. And, uh, we're <laughs> where where nicknames are born. <laughs> <laughs> we were playing Waterford United. It was this. This was a year that we were trying to get promoted. So we actually had a a really good team, and uh, we were beating Waterford one nil. I'm not too sure, CB, if you remember, but like Waterford had this massive striker. He was like six foot, fucking ten. Like he was huge, and uh, he kind of came in, and there was a ball, fifty fifty ball, went over the top and kicked me in the knee, and I went down. You know rolling around the place, diving around, trying to get them sent off. And anyways, I'm down on the ground. Mom and dad always kind of stand right beside where I was playing. So left back, right beside uh, the fence. And I'm down, rolling down. And Walshie is playing left center half. So he's coming up to ref, shouting, like, get him sent off. Jay's playing left mid. So those two lads are over straight away. And I'm there on the ground, rolling around and... Like, dad just doesn't swear. Well, he tries not to swear. And, like, dad can be very, very vocal when uh, his precious son is playing for any team. <laughs> so uh, he's shouting at refs and different things. But at this particular moment, I'm looking down and I kind of look up and all I hear, and he's, he, I think he's trying to say, you fucker. But instead, <laughs> he, he goes, you, you, you slugger. <laughs> And I, so, that is so much better than what I said. So, so I'm I'm there. I was rolled around, kind of crying, and then I look up to left and I start pissing myself. I hear Walsh and Jake hysterically laughing. So I look up to Dad, and like I don't know, CB, if you remember the the, the fence in Fire's yeah, Field, like yeah. the wooden fence, and. Dad is trying to climb over. Mam is holding his left foot, trying to pull him back. I'm not too sure the dad want to go and like, you know, kick the shit out of this fella. But bear in mind, dad is quite small and, and this fella is six foot eight, <laughs> a bit like a shit house. I'm like, yeah, I'm not too sure what's going to happen here, dad. But anyways, mom was strong enough and pulled him back down. And sadly, to this day, slower which is a horrendous, oh. a horrendous nickname. Has Amazing. <laughs> that is oh. so much better. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> like, you know, Walsh is the worst person to have right beside you there because he heard yeah. that and he stuck onto it. And like in every uh, change room that we were in, any new people come in, he'd introduce me as Slogan. And yeah. it's just and is it, it's been ever since. Is it in Treaty? No, it's not in Treaty. Oh. Okay, so Lo- any Treaty Lo- lads listening... Or- Right now, uh, Slugger has arrived. He's here to stay. Brilliant. No, that was amazing. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Ludo, Ludo, Ludo as I like to be called as well. <laughs> I, I, I only respond to those two, uh, those two nicknames. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, that's the story behind that one. Uh, well, thanks for clearing that one up. Uh, way better than Connor's story, in fairness. <laughs> so much better. Protective dad who uh, who ended up scorning you with a, an amazing nickname that is going to Treaty United, and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> but now it is time to get on with the with the with the normal part of the podcast. And the next question we have for you, uh, Sluggy, is. <laughs> 
<laughs> is when did you know? Oh shit! I don't know. Why, if why, why was I honest? I, I, I honestly don't know if I have to cut this bit out or not. I, 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 this is ridiculous. Someone is people, listeners are listening in now to about forty seconds of nothing. Yeah. I'm sorry. There's nothing happening right now. Okay. Uh, when did you know you were going to be a professional footballer, Sluggy? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be honest, like uh, I've heard the lads or last the, the kind of podcast over the last three episodes, and this question comes up, and like, look, I see a professional footballer as someone that is, you know, train in the mornings, living the football life recovery, gym, blah, blah, blah. That's, that's their sole focus and, and, and that's their job. Like, I've never really lived that life. I, when I was with Marview, I was finishing off college, so I was mixing up college and, and first division football. And then with Galway as well, uh, like I was working with Titan HQ and still working with Titan HQ and was kind of balancing work life or work, football and life. So, like, I, I don't see myself as a pro uh, yes, I played at a, a professional level. I played at the best best kind of levels in Ireland. But like, I've never actually experienced the wake up, train, eat, gym, recover, sleep world, uh, which is a pity. Well, Mark, you kind of fucked the podcast because it's all average Joe and the pro, <laughs> not average Joe, and I'm not actually a pro. <laughs> So, so like I, I'm more of an average Joe, really, Gary. Like you know, Connor's supposed to be getting these guests on, and I'm incredibly disappointed so far. Everyone so far has said that they're more an average Joe than a pro. Well, I rephrase. Yeah. I'm going to rephrase yeah. the question then for you. Uh, when did you know that you were better than everyone else and you were going to go further than them? Oh, um, yeah. I suppose like look with 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 football. Like I'm very very driven. Want want to kind of be playing at the highest level as, as I as I possibly can. Uh, always felt like I was probably one of the better players, kind of grow, growing up in in Merview teams and going to town teams, and then fell into the Merview first division team. Galway got kicked out, and uh, yeah, kind of went from there. It's, uh, like I don't really know Gary. Like you know, I, it was very much a case of. Well, with first division, kind of uh, with my view, and then really kind of pushed on with Galway, and it, 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 I kind of fell into it. I really did. I fell into it. Well, you know what? That's fair enough. That's an honest answer. Yeah. Uh, just to bring up, I think you, maybe you last that one, Connor, to bring up the the Merview. Yeah, the Merview. Um, so 2013, Mark was when Merview mm. Salt Hill Devon. That was the last time I played. I was with Salt Hill. You were with Merview. Um, you were bottom of the league uh, at that point, so you yeah, weren't getting yeah. bashed every week. <laughs> yeah, you we, and Colm Horgan we, and Timmy. Yeah, we weren't. Uh, <laughs> we weren't the best. The whipping team, boys. The whipping boys of the first division team. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we were, unfortunately. Um, but you were the complete opposite in 2013. Anyway, mm. I know up until that it was Merview, Salt Hill were, were always towards the end of the bottom. But 2013, you pushed on. Um, like really high up the table, obviously got into the yeah. playoff spot. But the question I have is, I knew when you were playing that playoff that Galway were going to, there was rumours that Galway were going to be coming in in 2014. Did you know that? Or you obviously heard the rumours before you played Yeah, Yeah, like, yeah, we, like we definitely heard the rumours and like, we, I think it was like 12 games to go. We had a very, very good team that year and like players that went on and, and had, had really good League of Ireland careers. But like, 
we were just kind of so focused on can we get to the playoffs and, and can we finish off the year as, as well as possible and Johnny Glynn kind of instilled that, that into us and uh, when it kind of came up to the stage of alright we actually made the playoffs like we fully believed probably madly but we believed that like if we won the playoffs like the FAI couldn't kick us out and go we were going to be you know left left back for another year and uh, like we were in the playoff final and we obviously lost out in penals um, which was an absolute disaster because we, we, we should have it was a two game playoff and we won we bet long for 1-0 in, in Fies Field that should have been 2-3-0 and the game should have been over and then uh, we we drew 2-all um, or 2-1 sorry they bet us 2-1 in Longford and uh, we lost in penals I think Walshie shanked one over the bar by 40 yards, no. which was a disaster. I think Jay missed one as well, which just down the middle to, oh. to Tiddly Tadler. Uh, so. <laughs> you are calling out a lot of people. Did you, did, you, did you take one? I was fifth. Like, I, ah, I'm all bollocks. about the glory, CB. You know? like, like, no, I'm all about the glory. Pure... I, want, want, you know, I want to score and run off and everyone hugs me. Like, you Johnny, know, Gl- I, I Johnny, Johnny Glynn goes, who wants to take a penalty? And Mark London turns his back. Yeah. That's, that's what happened. <laughs> Absolutely shit the pants. No, no, I'm only an average <laughs> Joe. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing here. Yeah, no, I, I was always, always like to be fifth, to take, take the credit for the win. Uh, that, that was always my strategy. But yeah, so we actually thought that we would, if we won that CB, that we'd be actually mm. allowed to play the playoff, or uh, like we still had to play the, the playoff final against the, the Premier Division team. Yeah, and if that if that if we won that, that we would be let let in, let in. But anyways, it didn't it didn't happen. But like, <laughs> yeah, I don't think I ever told you the story. But anyways, when when we met Tommy Dunn the next year to sign, like, and I was asking about the players that he was looking at signing, it's like you know most of it's going to be e lads from review because. You know, he did very well. I was like, "Who, who are you going to bring from, you know, across across the, across the city for some from Salt Hill?" And he was naming Colm Horgan and you know Connor Barry and Alex Byrne, aka Timmy. And I was like, "Do you know what? Like, you know, those are whipping boys. Like, I hope that they don't get the same money as me." <laughs> 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 to this day, I've, I've actually never told you that story. But I was like, Tommy, like, you know, th- these lads aren't that great. <laughs> <laughs> I think we were the only three, were we? Raph, Raph actually came over as well. Cormac yeah, Raph, Raph came over as well. But yeah, I was like, us Merview lads should be getting paid double what yeah, the Salt Hill lads were getting it paid. It was majority and, Merview. And to be fair, <laughs> you had a case. Oh, big time. Big time. Big well, time. Uh, to be fair, me and Timmy were were quite young at that stage. Like, we were, I was 17. Uh Timmy was eighteen, maybe, and Cullen was was a bit older, nineteen twenty. But, um, yeah, like that was probably it from Salt Hill. Like the majority was your Merview team, and obviously then you had you know really good um young Merview lads like Ryan coming up, Ryan Manning who had an unbelievable year the year before, and then obviously yeah. got his move to to QPR, um, off the back of that twenty fourteen season with Galway. But just talking on Galway, there, Mark. I know twenty fourteen we didn't go full time. Um, we weren't training in the mornings; we were training evenings. Um, yeah. But 2015, then when we got into the Premier Division, we got that big promotion, um, unbelievable night, and um, when we bet UCD. Um, but 2015, I want to touch on because of what you said, basically how you didn't have this professional kind of didn't see yourself as a professional, even though we we were training in the mornings, but you had to go and do what was meant to be a nine to five job. You were doing eleven to seven. Do you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, like that was that was, that was tricky. Like when we went, so Tommy rang me after the season. He was like, "Look, we're going, we're going full time now." And I was like, "Yeah, that's that's fine, Tommy." But like, I I have work, and I was like, "So what time are you going to set training at?" And he was like, "Oh, ten o'clock." And I was like, "Well, Tommy, unless it's nine, like there is absolutely no way that I can commit." And uh, he hummed and hawed as he always did. And uh, anyways, he set training for nine o'clock, which gave me a chance. So then I had to go to work. I had to go to work and say, "Lads, can I train from nine to half 11? And then work then. And there's actually work from twelve till seven thirty, eight o'clock straight through with no lunch. Like that's what I did for for three years. Wow. Which was, uh, yeah, it was tough. It was tough. But like the great thing about the, the company I work with, like it's a it's a tech company, and we we do a lot of business in the U S so it actually helped me mm. in the long run. I was, I was dealing with us, the, the U S uh, customers uh, probably actually made, made more money from that transition than I would have, if I just kind of stuck to my nine to five. So it was, it was a blessing in disguise, but before, before I even decided on that, um, like I obviously spoke to Kira, uh, mom and dad and, and, and my closest friends I was like, you know, should I even entertain this full time or should I just, you know, pack it in and go back and play with my view and, you know, spoke with dad and like dad just kind of sees me through the, these, the daddy eyes, and yeah. daddy binoculars. And like yeah. this man can go on and be the next Messi or Ronaldo. Bear in mind, I was 24 at this time. I think and a my... left back. <laughs> so... <laughs> hey, they're hard found CB. They are hard found. <laughs> so I was like, dad, like, what should I do? Should I, should I just, focus on work i had a decent job i have a decent job and uh or should i should i you know try and go full time and he was like do you know what mark you have plenty of time for working pack in the job just quit quit and yeah quit wow and he goes he goes go full time you're 24 you're in your prime you could you could still have a chance to make it in, in the lower leagues in england and i was like <laughs> i was only talking about this to kira a few few weeks ago i was like imagine i quit my good job that i had to go play full time Bear in mind, we got relegated next season. Yeah. <laughs> so it would have been the worst decision I had ever made in my life. Would have been to go on full time wow. football. Like so, uh, yeah. Don't 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 listen to John Ludden. He's, he's only good for nicknames. That chap. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it was it was tough. It was it was it was very very tough. But you know, three very enjoyable seasons. CB, I know you like we had a very good uh, team, but also like. We're all all pals. It's probably mm. one of the best dressing rooms we'd 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 been in over our time. Definitely my time, anyways. Um, I'd say it was very stressful for those three years. Essentially doing 10, 11, 12 hour days, and it actually answers one of the questions that we got in a lot on the on the Instagram, which was, "What's the crack with all the grey hairs?" So you don't have to answer that question now on the Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the haters already coming after my hair. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, like it, it, very, very, very hard, very hard. And I think, like you know, uh, Kira now the wife had a big impact on that. You know, uh, because she comes from a footballing fact, uh, footballing family. She gets, you know, how much sport means to to like her brothers and her dad and 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 me. Like her brother coaches in the MLS at the moment, so like she gets the whole soccer world. Like I missed her, I missed both her brother's weddings because of football games, do you know? Yeah. Uh, so very hard to find misses like that that understand yeah. it, the commitment that's needed at that level. That is for sure. Um, and just a question that I have, Mark, on is there an overlap between what you do every day between work and football? 
Like, would you see an overlap? Like, obviously, like the competitiveness has to be won because you're obviously a competitive person. You can't not be a competitive person and play elite sport in in Ireland. Um, but I just want to see: is there an overlap of characteristics between the two? I think I think the, I, like without sounding too serious, I think there's an overlap. Uh, there's an overlap between it, not just sales, but any job. Like if you if you're if you're high up in sport or or you you, you play at a decent level uh, sport, you're you're always going to be obviously very committed you're gonna be a team player and you're gonna be driven you want to be the best like i like i am a perfectionist if it's work or if it's football have to be the best uh that hasn't obviously happened in soccer but mm-hmm. you know i in my head is, is trying to get get to that stage where i i can call myself the, the best left back or, or or whatever um but like yeah if you look at if you look at sales and like sales is like you have a, a monthly target quarterly target yearly target and like you break it down and Every week you have to do certain things to get to that le- to get your numbers in, to get your targets in, or otherwise you come to the end of the month and and you have a shit month and your boss com- brings you in on Monday morning and is like, well, what happened to your what happened to your target? And the the I suppose alignment to that one CB is like on a on a Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday we're all training to try and be as as best or perform as best as we can on a Friday night. And like, but people don't see, they only see we turn up on a Friday and we either yeah. play good or not. They don't, they don't see like the commitment, that the, the right food, the right sleep, the recovery, the it's, gym sessions, the driving. That you, you, the driving, everything, everything, the way you live your life, people just don't see. They think you just turn up on a Saturday or Friday and play a game for 90 minutes and that's it. But like the, the alignment from like a bad month from sales perspective and you're, you come into your boss on the Monday, like Tommy Dunn. On a Friday night, if you made a mistake and yeah. your pass, or you made a mistake that cost a fucking goal, like you're walking in on a Monday and you know that you're going upstairs in Merview for 45 minutes of an absolute cane and show. Yeah. It's like, he'd be like, it's like, Mark, why did you kick it straight to strike him? Like, well, obviously, Tommy, I didn't mean to kick it straight. Like, no. But like, and he'd, he'd replay it and he'd replay it in slow motion. And then yeah. he'd, then he'd, he'd like watch me the left center pack and It'd be my mistake. And he turned to Walsh and be like, Walsh, what are you doing that far away from London? Like you should have been closer in. And then oh, like, oh, like I used to hate like I used to hate going into those sessions because like you just knew if you had a great game, yeah, you love yeah. love going in because he'd show you your goals, your cross is brilliant. But like the times where you had a bad game or where you made a mistake that cost a goal, or like you could have passed it 35 seconds before they scored somewhere bad, and like it was like three other players touched it, like on our on our team. But like he'd still bring it back thirty or forty seconds, say, yeah, yeah. yeah, like what were you doing? He like, enjoyed, what were you at? He enjoyed video, right? He did oh, he it. did. Oh, he did. Yeah. I'd say you didn't mind watching the videos after you scored four goals in one game. Now I. I've what been... game was that, Gary? <laughs> I can't, I can't, I've scored so many goals now at this stage. <laughs> oh, fuck it. <laughs> so the only reason I remember this is because Connor showed me the, the gif of your celebration after the third goal. And what we're going to do is we're going to put it up on our socials when this episode is out. Um, so anyone who wants to see the, the celebration, I don't know what it was, a mixture of about 19 celebrations in one. It was absolutely amazing. We're going to put it up on our socials. But scoring those four goals as a left back, that must have been pretty fun to watch. Yeah, like I suppose, like you know, if you ask kind of highlights of, uh, 
you know that that's definitely probably probably up there. Before I even talk about that, another highlight was scoring last year against Slings, beating them at Lone Four One and doing the funky chicken in front of him. Was, was a was a nice sweet moment for me. I won't lie because you know I have a great relationship with Slings, so that was a, a sweet moment. But yeah, I think uh, the four goals, the four goals against against uh, against Cove that night because I think we were one little down. We we came in and. Uh, we come out then, and Walshy, I think, got the first goal. I think it, the ball just hit his head and went in. Anyways, yeah, so I, 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 I actually put in. I know, I put him. I put it on his head. It was. Oh, yeah, was it? Yeah, it was one of those um, crosses that I. That so I, you probably shot. You probably yeah, shot it in was, the back of his head and went in because that's usually Walsh's goals. Because uh, CB never crosses ball. <laughs> and uh, so then, yeah, like then the. Then it was it was time for for obviously Ludden to shine and the ball it was across. I think CV I think CV took a corner, shanked a corner to the back post, and it was I was I was probably 30, 40 yards away at this point, and I take a half volley with my right foot and rifled it into the bottom corner. That was a beautiful goal. Uh, okay. So that was it, it was, was it was a good goal. And then the the second one was. Uh, Oh, Jack Lynch has been mentioned a few times, I think. But like Jack Lynch, I don't know, was he shooting or was it a cross? Kind of oh, cross he's shot? not good. <laughs> Jack is not good at like this. Like, I, you're in training with him tomorrow, I'd say. He is not going to like this no, whatsoever. I'm not sure. It's kind of a, a loopy shot cross thing that hit he the crossbar anyway. He rifled and a I, shot I, that went over the line, yeah. came back out, and he's there two yards out, taps it in, <laughs> and goes off celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> big like big celebration to the fans who scored from two yards out and uh, so I think the third one then was uh, was definitely a, a Ludden CB special uh, set piece we'd been practicing that for two or three weeks and uh, it was where CB did you run over the ball and flick it back to me was it? No you you you, you, it. you you set me you set you set me as if I'm gonna I'm gonna strike it and then I back heel it to you and then you curl it no, in. I no, I think I think CB's memory, just like my nickname, completely wrong. CB, <laughs> that makes sense. CB was, no, CB, you ran over the ball, but like you flicked it on a little bit, so their wall broke, and then I just t- kicked it under a wall and went in bottom oh, corner. All right, okay, yeah. I think that was scuffed. it. I think that was it. Scuffed. And then the fourth goal was just like a, a tap in from a corner, but at that point, nobody was celebrating me. They were sick of me getting all the credit <laughs> yeah. and, and the glory. Like, like I remember hearing two two lads like "fuck off," like why why are we celebrating? Like what's going on right here? So uh, yeah, it was it was it was unbelievable. I think I heard some stats coming back. Not that I remember them too too much or not, but uh, I think I'm the only left back to. Uh, left back playing left back to score four goals in wow. a professional league. <laughs> wow, I think that's, that I is that's posted on my wall somewhere. I think <laughs> I think that's uh, yes, one of that person. I think uh, told me that one a few a few two or three years ago. Wow. Uh, so yeah, uh, it's a nice claim to fame. And I think that year, Gary, if I'm not correct, if I'm not mistaken. I finished higher than CB in the no, goal scoring charts. Oh, no, you didn't. Okay, interesting. I think I, no. I'm nearly sure. I'm nearly sure it was me, Vinny, no, CB. What, what or, did you, how many did you get? Four. Oh, 17. That <laughs> season, I I'm gonna check this. I, I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have to check this. <laughs> I'm gonna have to check this. I, I think. I think I'm either we're either joint or I. Well, bet I got. You I, got a, I got eight that year. So you you didn't get eight. I think that's two seasons together. You got miles off it. Okay, so uh, we'll have to check that. We'll have to check that, Gary. How long did you guys play together? Uh, I'd say six years, six seasons. Mm. I'd say. I have a question. I have a question for Connor. 
So if you could say one good thing about Mark's game and then one bad thing about his game, what would it be? And I'm going to ask you the same question, Mark, about CB. So you can uh, you can have a thing. So what would you say? Ah, uh, jeez. If you're if you're looking at it from a manager's standpoint here, or someone who like who's like who's who's just watching the game and, and you're not friends anymore, okay? In this question, okay, you okay. have to just be completely honest and go for it, okay? So maybe start with the good thing. So you 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 butter him up a little bit. He's very good attacking for a fullback. Like very good passer of all. And always passing forward, like very rarely would pass back. So that would be definitely a good thing. And me being a ten, I got a lot of ball off him. Um, bad thing, oh, I didn't like his long throws because I never got on the fucking end of them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, I was always left because to be fair, I don't think he was aiming for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely wasn't. He should have been at the back. Yeah. <laughs> Finding the house. Yeah. And uh, Mark, same question to you. One thing you liked about uh, Connor's game, and one thing you didn't. I think I think CB. In fairness to him, like we 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 linked up very well. I'm I'm very much a person that wants to get the ball in to our attacking players as quickly as possible, and uh, his, his movement was something I I really enjoyed playing with him. Like he, if he was playing on the left or on the ten. We usually always played very well together, linked up very well. Um, and then Gary, he his heading ability was atrocious, oh. absolutely atrocious. Couldn't couldn't jump. Man can't jump for a man can't with jump. such a big man forehead. Can't jump? Will you stop? <laughs> <laughs> so like, this I'm is all coming back to your fucking throw. first episode as well. CB to get a few more goals, and he won't even head the ball. He's, oh. he's too precious about his hair and his his hairline. Oh yeah. God! Wexford FC's new signing, CB Baggins. <laughs> Set piece specialist. <laughs> so yeah, you spent six years together, and then your time came to an end, Mark, uh, two years ago for going on it. What was it like leaving a club you'd been at for so long? Uh, yeah, came la- last year. Was it last, last year? year was, yeah, last year. Yeah, it was last year. Two of us. So left. sorry, you know, this is your this is your second season going into a Treaty United. So yes, yeah, yeah sorry. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like I suppose. <laughs> Work commitment was was a was a big part of it. Um, actually, no. Look, what what really happened was that um, I had verbally agreed with Galway to go back, so I had no plans on leaving. When we when we lost the playoff final in oh that was UCD, wasn't it? CB? Yeah, we were playing UCD. Went up the steps, and I was like, "This cannot be the last time I play with Galway." And I did like I'd always wanted to win the first division with Galway, win a medal for my. 13 or 14 years playing, which is absolutely atrocious that I haven't won any medals. Um, very sad, very disappointed about that, by the way. But um, yeah, so I was walking up the steps. I was like, this can't be last year I play with Goway. And I was absolutely not. So I knew they were going full time. And I knew John had plans for that. We'd, we'd known a few weeks before the season ended that that was the plan. So um, had good, load of conversation with John about kind of training in the morning. They were they were doing like a, a half nine to one o'clock type day. So it was a long, long old day for them. And they'd come in, they'd, they'd train and they'd do gym sessions and, and off they go. And I was like, look, your pitch sessions are from 10 to 12. If I can commit to that, you know, are you, are you, are you good with me signing or is that still a no? And he's like, yeah, that, that's fine. We can do that. No bother. So I, sp- I, I spoke at work. And at that point, like now I'm not a rep. Now I'm managing the sales team, so I, I people under me, and it's a bit, obviously a lot more responsibility and, and harder to get that signed off with. So I went to to my boss uh, and CEO, um, and got the green light from that. So that was like two weeks in, in in the play, and then on a Thursday, 
myself and and John verbally agreed that yeah, Galway was was happening. So I was like, yeah, perfect, happy days. And uh, they had a management or coaching staff meeting that Friday, and then on the Saturday he texted me and said, Mark, I need to meet you. And he was like, look, if it's not full time, so if it's not nine to one, because uh, you've been missing the gym sessions and the video sessions, that uh, uh, I can't sign you. What? So yeah, just for gym so and video like, sessions. For yeah, like so, I, I gym or like doing extra pitch session. Imagine they they did last year. Uh, so I was like, look, John, I'm not. I'm I'm 31 or I'm going to be 31. Uh, this is last year. Obviously, I'm turning 32 next next month. Um, and I was like, yeah, John, like I'm not. I'm not. I'm not giving up my job for one year playing full time football with Galway United. So uh, that's the way it ended. Like I would have rather it would have just been said, look, Mark. You're not full time. You're, you're going to be the only player that's not full time. You can't sign. I'm like, fine. Like that's it. Then it's squared off. Fully agree. But the whole three or four weeks of saying, you know, did you get, I, I, did you get approved from work? And then for all this to kind of change in the space of 24 hours. Uh, yeah. Look, it's. I'm not bitter about it. It's business. It's football. That's the way it goes. But it's just a waste of time. Waste of time and injury. So, um, but it led to me going to treaty, which worked yeah. out really, really well. In the end, like, but Treaty, Treaty was kind of, it didn't know if it was happening or not, but like that period there where you initially had that meeting um, where he says it's a no-go um, and then the season starting like with, with Treaty, that must have been a bit of nervy time because I know the type of character you are and you wanted to stay at the highest level you could possibly. Mm. I know it would have hurt you to go and drop down to, to junior football when yeah. you still felt you had another few years at elite level. Yeah, yeah, like uh, we actually, because Kira's from Kalala and this is obviously during uh, COVID and we we moved back to Mayo. So uh, that would have moved back and I was back there probably three days and Tommy Barrett rang me and said, we got the license. Um, so actually between the no, like John Coffey saying, you know, that meeting and, and Tommy ring me, it was probably three weeks where kind of limbo land I was just training I didn't know what I was doing just kind of training and and plugging away and um, then we moved to Mayo say February end of February was it the end of February I can't remember anyways uh, two days into Mayo and Tommy rang me said we have three days to get a team together will you come down on Monday and train so (laughs) I I will never forget it like I it was me uh, Connor Melody and Joe Collins. We drove down together, and um, there there was probably forty to fifty people there. I, I'm I'm not kidding. Like some lads had, some lads had shin guards bigger than the cricket protection bat that you have. You know, like they, <laughs> yeah, they, the these, lads, they, they, these lads were ready for war. This is their chance to to play in League of Ireland football, yeah. and. Uh, <laughs> this was their one opportunity <laughs> anyways uh 40 to 50 people training there hard to even see if there's any good players or bad players because like you're just kind of in different pods and different things and then tommy comes up to to me and joe and mel at the end of, at the end of the training session and like he's he has the, the sheet of paper in your hand like will you sign there like and I'm like, oh, gee, like, let's let's kind of give me 24 hours to think about this. So we're driving back, like, oh, lads, this is this is this is dire stuff. This, like, no offense, like, it's like so hard to see what kind of squad was going to be there. Didn't know anybody, bar Jack and and one or two other lads that uh, just from playing against them. 
I was like, what kind of team are they going to put? Like, would you be better off going to Merview and trying to win an Irish Cup and putting a good squad together or do you, do you yeah. roll the dice with, with 3 United? Uh, anyway, I spoke with Dad and Dad was like, look, Go and do it. It's the only time I This guy to is that. amazing. He's <laughs> like, Champions League next season. Let's go. He's like, had the, had the magic ball there ready. So he's like, yeah, you know, why not do it? It's, it's, uh, it's a new club and, and see what the crack is. And what we did, lads, and I mean to say it, like, and I said at the, at the awards night, uh, it was unbelievable. It was absolutely unbelievable. Like, you, you name any team captain that we played against and they were getting paid more than our entire first level. Yeah. Wow. Like, yeah, it's, by, it's in, it was like, incredible. So for Honestly. anyone, for anyone it listeners was, that doesn't know what happened at 3D United, can you, can you just run through it there quickly? Me? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, looking from the outside in, what it was, obviously he, he said three days get together, but then what you did, you just p- kept picking up results. You're very, very, very difficult um, to play against is in a sense, like you were very defensive very well organised um, and very difficult to score against. And obviously, like you had yourself at the back and Ty Ryan in goal, who had an unbelievable season. Um, yep. And then all of a sudden, you started picking up results, picking up results, and then you find yourself very early on, like you were in the playoffs for the majority of the season. Yep. You yep. know, and then end up finishing, was it fourth? Third? Fourth? Uh, you see, we're third, we were fourth. Yeah, fourth. Bray were fifth. Which, which is uh, enough to get a playoff spot. Um, so yeah, un- unbelievable what you did. Like, oh, like the budget, like I, I like money buys quality. Like, th- there's no two ways about it. And like, like the amount of money that, like, say, Shell's full time, Go United full time teams, Bray had a massive budget as well. UCD probably not, but they were paying scholarships, so yeah, yeah. kind of did have a decent budget. And then the <laughs> there was us, like, <laughs> like expenses, uh, like when we were towards the end of the season. Like we were training in IT, we were training in UL, we were training in some GA pitches sometimes. Like we didn't even have a pitch sometimes to train on. Like it was, it was, there was so many moving parts because it's the first season of a club. Like they're always going to have issues and and to for for the players to keep keep coming out on a Friday night, do what they did against te- like against like say Go United who would have been in Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday in preseason from nine to half one, and for us to even put it against them yeah. their mind actually challenged them um you know was was unbelievable and tommy tommy and his coaching staff and, and to be honest all the players have done an unbelievable job and it ended as a personal achievement for you at the end of the season because i know you were mentioning there earlier after 13 season you don't have a medal but for a personal standpoint uh, to get into the team of the season that must have been uh, a, a, an amazing buzz for you yeah like it, 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 was, it was very very nice you know, it was a great. It was a great night at the awards. Uh, the PFI put on a, a on a on a really good show, and it was nice to be voted. Like the, the nice thing about it is, you're getting voted by players you play against week in, week out. It's not by like three or four old men yeah. that just you know say, "Oh, who are the names in the league?" So uh, it was great to to be picked by your peers and to get that award. There's probably one or two other players that that you know, Tig would have been very close up there as well as 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 best goalkeeper of the year yeah. I think Brendan Clark had an unbelievable as well so he was in really good competition but um, yeah to 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 have got to got that that personal achievement is is always is always nice and a kind of nice way uh, to finish off the season for me good because I don't think uh, Connor I don't think you've ever been in any team of the season no, have you never 
Man, oh, it's uh, hard luck. <laughs> <laughs> this is the year, CB. This is the year. Like Connor, Connor's playing with the probably first division champions for 2022. That's a shout. There's the there's the headline there of the podcast. There, there you go. There you go. I think Wexford have put together an unbelievable, unbelievable squad. That uh, and the manager always had. A, I thought Ian had, had did a really good job last year and. If he gets you to jail, he will be a force to be reckoned with. And tell and we're me, playing them first game of the season. I was as well. just, I was just going to say, I saw the fixture, and let's just say if Connor starts himself on the right wing, how are you going to be dealing with a man like that? Just physically bully him, Gary. That's oh, all you have to is. do, you know. <laughs> and just all you have to do is make sure Frodo keeps the legs closed because I'm, I, I'm, I'm known for nutmegging a few. <laughs> <laughs> CV knows all about oh, that. He stop. knows all about that. We'll just end up in laughter. I hope I'm not on you. I hope to be on the other side of the field. It just ends up in pure laughing. Yeah. Oh, podcast friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah, so what we're going to do now is we're going to play a little game called Off the Post. And as you know, last week on Average Joe on the Pro Instagram, anyone who's listening now, go and follow because uh, all these kind of things are happening on the, on the, on the Instagram page. We uh, allow you to ask questions to our guests. And Mark, as a guest this week, we got you to... To, to be a part of our, our little quiz question and answer. And we're going to ask you some of the questions that came in from our Instagram account. You okay with that? You've, never, you've not seen them yet, so you can take... No, I, I, ha- I haven't seen them, Gary, but if there's anything to do with my grey hairs or old age or <laughs> what hair products I use, I don't, I don't want to hear about them. Well, we have no questions then. <laughs> okay, let's skip the round of questions. No, in fairness, we've got about 100 questions in. I'm going to ask you as many as I can. Um, obviously, oh, there's, there's some silly ones in there, but you know, answer them as, uh, whatever way you want, okay? Right. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay. We're gonna, we're gonna go. <laughs> I I have to I have to just skip some of these ones. So, uh, who's the greatest five-a-side player you've ever played with? That's from DG Riley, nineteen ninety on Instagram. Uh, we actually played a five-a-side um, probably two years ago against Stephen Ar- Stephen Ireland was back. And, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Stevie Fol- Stevie Folan brought him brought him up, and it was like all League of Ireland players and Stephen Ireland, and he made an absolute show of every one of us. And yeah. I think I got nutmeg twice against him. So Stephen Ireland, his son that night as his well. His son was playing with him. What age oh, was his son? His son was unbelievable. His unbelievable. Son, I don't know what age was he was. Twelve or fourteen or something. 12? His son was twelve. Or f- yeah, he was with Stoke Stoke City, yeah. I think. Wow. And, okay. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, so Stephen Ireland was definitely definitely being the best uh, five side player I played against. Oh my God, Stephen Ireland, that's amazing. I didn't cut anything out of the podcast there. I didn't say anything rude or mean at all. Next question: How's your throw so long? That comes in from Steve Fall. I don't. Know, for a man that has such small arms, really, like I don't know how I get strength in it, but I don't know. I just it's randomly threw a ball one day and I was like geez that's, that's that's actually quite far and it's kind of evolved uh, I haven't a clue but like if I if I didn't have a long throw I would not be a, 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 a professional footballer, footballer. <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. if you could throw the ball football, into the yeah. net you'd be laughing <laughs> uh, will you be coming back to Galway United soon would love to see you back Mark that's from Alfie Tough question. Um, I thought I, I, you know, I thought I was going to finish my my footballing career with Galway United. Uh, I thought that was going to be last year, but um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm very happy with Treaty. Very very happy Good. with Treaty. No ill will towards Galway, um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Tough question. Okay. Uh, your toughest direct opponent. So obviously a right winger. Yeah. Um, Joa Conan Byrne. Probably was is probably one of the only lads that really 
uh, crucified me on a pitch and, and made me want to to, to leave. Uh, we were playing them up in Talca Park. He was playing for Shelburne at the time, and uh, he scored three or four against me. And I'll never forget the drive home with Dad. And uh, it was a somber, somber conversation that we had. So Conan Byrne is probably the one person that that uh, absolutely destroyed me on a football pitch. I I actually remember uh, Don Cowan. I but Don Cowan. He was just quick. He was just quick, and he had one good game. One. Good, I was, I was, I was, I was, <laughs> Don Cowan was playing with Longford, I think, and Mark was left back. And I oh, remember yeah, you fairness, got the run around. Oh, like for twenty minutes, but like what it, what what was happening was like. Conan was like, you know, very skillful, very mm. like knew the game very well. Like Don was just so powerful. He just kicked the ball like yeah, forty he... yards past you and run on. And he like I'd stop thinking it's going out for a goal kick, and the man would get it, cross <laughs> yeah. it in at that point. He was like an Olympic so, yeah, sprinter. In fairness, yeah. yeah, in fairness, he uh, he did give me the run around as well. But bar that, a <laughs> uh, um, few more, a few more. Was that one against Bray a cross or not? You know the one. My free kick was better. That's from Eggs, nineteen ninety. Eric, <laughs> he was just disappointed he didn't get goal of the day. Um, no, like, look, I gave the keeper the eyes, and okay. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to show you this. So, because, and I also need to show you the interview he did with Soccer Republic afterwards, <laughs> where, he, where, where he admits that it was a cross, okay. and then comes back to us and tells all of us that it's his shot. <laughs> So, so uh, yeah, you know, definitely, definitely meant it. But the the headline the next day in the in, in the Irish Independent, Ludden admit, admits to forty yard fluke. <laughs> too honest. <laughs> oh, like any young lads listening, if you ever fluke a goal, call it, just claim it, call it, yeah, yeah, claim it, big time. Treaty United fans say, how does it feel to be the greatest left back this country has produced? <laughs> <laughs> These guys love you. <laughs> you are a fan favourite down there, Mark, aren't you? Like, they, they... Wait, wait till they see me next year and I'm so old, I can't even move with them. He wants me to fucking fi- finish up. Uh, nice comment to have. Nice comment to have. Uh, I wouldn't say... Um, I think there's a lot of good fullbacks in the year in, in, the, in, the, in the league this year, so it'll be... It'll be, a, it'll be a good challenge to see where where uh, we end up as a team and, and where I end up as uh, in the awards. That is a good footballer's answer, in fairness. Um, yeah, media trend. Yeah. We got a question in, in here, Mark. Is it true that your pre-match meal is ketchup and rice? This is definitely from Thomas O'Keefe or Aideen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Aideen is uh, a, new, a new football fan. She started following. She's one of my... Uh, good friends missus so she is now a treaty united fan uh yeah my favorite pre-match meal is uh ketchup chicken and rice okay wow odd yeah I think- no it's plain it's plain it's nice it's no it's, like the one thing is when you get all those pasta sauces they just repeat on you mm. in the warm-up so ketchup doesn't pre-match meal it makes sense is not a good meal okay right so you, no. Have to, you, no. you okay. get your you get your chicken that's boiled in the pot you get your dry yeah. rice and mm. you get this tomato-based pasta sauce. Yeah. Horrendous sauce. Like, Horrendous sauce. Yeah, I, I can see it. I can see it. Now, I'm not a fan of ketchup. but I, I, I can't can play my Sunday league games without a breakfast roll from Stadtoil. So, <laughs> <laughs> so 
So it's different. With ketchup on it. it oh, 100%. Like, ketchup is the, it's the energy you <laughs> that's need. That's the magic sauce. You know, that's 60 the magic minutes. That's for us, uh, average Joes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next one is from Tommy OK. Now, this is a very good question. And if you, if you know, like, if you answer this, fair play to you. He says, what hairspray does he use to maintain volume and stability for 90 minutes? <laughs> I... I just wake up like that and then I don't head the ball so it just stays. <laughs> uh, Tommy knows my secrets. He, I think, has bought or purchased one of those bottles so uh, he knows them. He knows them well. Yeah. And we're going to ask one more question. This is actually from myself. Yeah. I wrote, I wrote it into this. Wrote he wrote it. <laughs> he, he did, oh, why did you have to write it in? Like, <laughs> just in case I forgot to I forget to ask it, right? Uh, did you ever consider moving abroad, Mark? Playing? Or even just in no, work mind, general? No, 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 mine work. It has to be playing. No, no, mine work. Do you know what? Uh, if I was to do it all over again, I'd go and when I was doing college or, or doing my leaving cert, there wasn't that big um, draw to doing a scholarship over in America and playing football and getting your degree. And I could always even say talk to James Castle or Cast. I went over and did it like probably one of the best decisions he ever made and I would have loved to have gone to California got your degree and tr- and played for four years and then come back yeah. come back to Ireland so uh, just wasn't really there my time wasn't really talked about my time but uh, would do it now if I was to do it all over again I was going to ask you the final final question of the pod which is usually um, what would you tell 18 year old self but I actually think I'm going to switch it up for you Mark because um, I feel you're just gonna you're just gonna say to keep doing what you're doing, go and score four goals in a game and have a great time. <laughs> so I'm gonna ask you, what do you expect? What do you expect of the next couple of years of your career? Couple of couple of years. That's two years or more. Jesus. Uh, uh, look, I just want to keep playing as at a high level. That's 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 the main that's the main aim. And and I know myself I'm my, my biggest crit, critic. So if I think that I can't perform or I, I can't play at this level or I'm too old to be playing left back, I'm gonna I'm gonna bomb out before I get caught out caught out in the pitch. Um but like yeah I just want to keep assists, get as many goals as I can. Don't really get that too many goals, but uh love scoring goals and doing that funky chicken. Um <laughs> 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 So yeah, it's really about playing as many games as possible. I, I'm not too sure how many games I actually have. Uh, I was talking to Julian Canney uh, about two or three months ago, and he was kind of telling me that I'm in the mid 400s. Would yeah, have we... loved to broke the 500 appearances, but I don't think I will. Okay, yeah. okay. we probably should have got that information if we were any good at it. Not at all. Yeah, <laughs> you know, part of, part of, you know, who's the who's the who's the main producer here, uh, Gary? That would, or, that would or be Gary. That would be me. <laughs> <laughs> this, so, we're yeah, doing this just, from my bedroom. <laughs> okay, I'm in. Sli- I'm in slippers. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I suppose uh, it's all about getting the hall pass off the wife for the next few years. That's that's a big one. So that's a it's a negotiation that happens every November. Yeah. You know, Connor was talking about contracts. Uh, that's a that's a big negotiation I have to do every November to see if I can keep playing. Well, yeah. Mark, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. I'd actually say I'm looking at the time here now. I'd say talking to you for another two or three hours. You've been you've been absolutely brilliant. Uh, best of luck with the rest of the season at Treaty United. Um, I know you're kicking off against Connor first game, so I'm uh, I'm back in a treaty win. To be honest, uh, I'm back. Well, I sent you a treaty jersey, Gary. Oh, do you know what? I would look. <laughs> Connor has never offered me any jerseys, and you know what? I'd love a treaty jersey. Love one. Well, there you go. <laughs> Uh, thank, thanks a million though lad it's been an absolute pleasure uh, really enjoyed this episode you're a gent and uh, hopefully we'll be talking to you again on the pod 
Thanks for having me. Great, great show and uh, two great men. Ah, oh, lovely. Isn't that, that lovely? Nice. Uh, nice little compliment. Yeah. To <laughs> Average Joe and the pro. Amazing. So that was our chat with Slugger Mark Ludden. An absolute pleasure talking to him. Hopefully in the future we'll get him back on the pod and we wish him, of course, the best of luck with the rest of the season. Connor, how did you find the chat with, with Slugger? It was good. He was good, only. No, it was good crack. Good fun. Good, always a good laugh with him. Um, intelligent man as well. You know, yeah. managing full, uh, well, obviously managing full-time football at the time, but managing um, League of Ireland football and the job he, he does day-to-day, um, it's some going, to be fair. One of the questions on our Instagram was, who was the best player you ever played with uh, in a five-a-side or against in a five-a-side game? And you'd mentioned that you were part of this game as well. The game you played against Stephen Ireland. You have to tell me more about that. How did that come about? Yeah, so every every off-season when I was living in Galway, um, we the kind of myself, Mark Cullen Horgan, Timmy Byrne, Stevie Follin, um, Vinnie Faraday, to be a few League of Ireland boys that would all be around the city and we'd organise a five-a-side to keep fit. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, this five-a-side, um, Stevie was the one to organise it and Stevie Follin. And Stevie said, look, Stephen Ireland is in Galway. Um, he's, he, wants a, he, wants a, he wants a five-a-side tonight. Is anyone around? And we were like, everyone give the thumbs up. Like, uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, Stephen Ireland's in town so we came down um, and Stephen Ireland was there it was the most kind of bizarre thing he was so laid back so natural so like didn't want to fuss didn't want anything just kept himself kind of like and literally just went out on on the pitch I want I was hoping Stevie would put me on the same team as him he didn't I don't know I kind of wanted to be against Stephen nah, Ireland nah you'd want to be with him you'd, you'd want to be with him no. Well, I wanted to be with him. He must have known me twice, yeah. three times. So that's because I was going to say, you warm up. Did you go up and have a chat with him beforehand? Or? No, he, can't, he was very reserved. Yeah, he just. Quite, like, a, quite a reserved man. Um, and he had a son up with him as well, who was with Stoke City at the time. Yeah. Um, his son, like Stephen at the time, Stephen Aaron was, was a free agent. It was just after his time at Stoke then? Uh, yeah, I think he might have went to Bolton. And the whole financial oh, yeah, stuff they- happened in Bolton. And. Um, he was a free agent. Now he was training to look to get back into a club. Um, I don't know if he's actually been in a club since. Oh, I don't know, Anton. I yeah, heard I don't know. Um, but he still had it for sure. Really? Like, oh yeah. So class. the jump, like, so at the time, let's say he was out of club. It all went hits up for him at Bolton. He wouldn't have been considered in the prime of his life. But was the jump there? Was it like, wow, okay, this guy yeah. is? It was just how sharp he done things. Like, do you know? And and like, it it was all League of Ireland lads there, you know? And we were all like, kind of how quick his feet were, how quick he'd give like one touch pass him majority of the time. Yeah. You know? Um, and do you reckon he was at, he was going full clip? No was he? way. Oh, okay. He was in third gear. Right. And were uh, you going full clip because it's Stephen Arnold? Oh, we were sweating balls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like we were, we were sweating a lot because obviously we, we were in off season um, and trying to, to gear up for preseason. So we were trying to get as much as we could out of it. Steve was only there just to kind of keep himself taking over as such. Yeah. But his son, which you mentioned in the pod, um, class really 12 14 years of age I don't know which he was but he was class like unbelievable like you know and he was so light yeah so um but so agile and so quick on the ball yeah um but yeah no it was great and and it was it was un- like obviously Stevie Stevie fall and play with him at Newcastle yeah and Stevie I hope we get on in a future pod because he'll have some brilliant stories obviously with his time at Newcastle with him I think they became good friends from it okay so no, it was brilliant. And as Mark said, I would definitely agree with him. He was probably the best five-side player I played with as well. And were you going in hard? Were you go, like were you like letting him know you were there kind of thing? Uh, N- sure. Not that you'd be doing it, but maybe the lads on your team. 
he couldn't really get near. Like he had the ball gone majority really? of the time. Okay, yeah. The majority of the time the ball was gone before you even get close to him. Like and he wasn't trying to dribble at you, go past you. Got yeah, that kind of thing. he wasn't showing off. Like nah, it was just his little touches. And he not made you. He not made me. And he not made Mark. I'd say three or four times. And he did he call and, it? Uh, no, oh, he's too cool to call it. Yeah, isn't he? I'd say. Say, Close the legs, Megs. You go, there you go, ole. I can't imagine Stephen Harland grabbing you by the back of the neck and going, ole, like Figo. Amazing. Uh, That's a great story. Uh, Stephen yeah. Ireland, if you're listening, I want to be involved in the next one. Do you know? I would like Stephen Ireland on the pod. Yeah, Stephen Ireland. Let's get him on. Yeah. I know he likes the pod. I know he listens. So I'll get him on. That's brilliant. Amazing. Uh, you know, uh, so far we have uh, four episodes out. That was episode four with Mark Ludden. If you haven't listened to the other episodes, you can now. Uh, the link is in the bio of our Instagram page. You can get it on GoLoud, uh, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Also, make sure you hit us up on Twitter and on Instagram as well, Average Joe and the Pro. Um, you can ask us questions, follow the page, give us a DM, whatever you want. And if you have any suggestions for people we should get on, maybe likes, maybe you know Stephen Ireland personally. Maybe when he was in Galway, you saw him at the Cliffs of Moher and you exchanged phone numbers then you let us know you give us the phone number give us the <laughs> send us the photos of Stephen Ireland at the Cliffs of Moher and the, everything is great do you know I think when you go on to Stephen Ireland is at the Cliffs of Moher and we want his phone number that should be the end of the podcast thank you so much for listening do all those podcasty things like subscribe review all of that stuff and we'll see you for the next one the crowd are on their feet average Joe and the pro it's all over if you like what you heard, please make sure to subscribe to the show and tell your friends to check it out too. And if you fancy leaving a review, it'll help other average Joes and potential pros find our series.